illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgate. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgate headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how are you doing? Just living the dream, Billy, as usual. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. It, was, uh, it was, actually turned out to be a pretty nice weekend. It wasn't too bad, you know. I kind of I had to work today, but I was kind of hoping uh, if I hadn't, I would have gone out and freaking mowed the field. Yeah, so. I you, I think we picked the better weekend to tailgate. Oh, absolutely. Last weekend. Yeah, it was a beautiful tailgating weekend. Yeah. But it sounds like there were some great games over the weekend. Yes, there were. There were. We will get talking about those. Um, I want to remind everyone you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, most other podcatchers. And actually, if you ask your smart, your smart speaker, like, hey, Alexa, play illegal participation, it'll play it. Really? Yeah, if you go to Google, hey, Google, play illegal participation. It'll play it. I might do that. Did you not know that it work? <laughs> I didn't. I did oh, not know geez. that. Oh, jeez. My phone's sitting right here. It's going to start playing it. Huh. Stop. My phone's sitting here, and it's on. That's funny. There we go. Okay. <laughs> that was funny. So, yeah, it, it will play it. Cool. Yeah. I do that every once in a while, and Jess is like, stop it. <laughs> uh, all right, Beach. No, uh, it's going to be probably a quick show. Um Actually, Beach, we probably maybe have one more show left this this season. For, uh, for spring? Yeah, because this is uh, episode 24 for this for season 11 here. Mm-hmm. And I figure we might have one more in us before the end of the year. Before the end of, of, uh, of, of this season. This season, yeah. Because right now we are on show number 198 done this 198 well we've yeah. done this like 201 times <laughs> i've probably done it about 202 or 203 because there's several we've had to re-record but we've published 198 shows so um yeah so uh figure do one more for 199 and then we'll start season 12 with episode 200 wow yeah how many years what uh, season is this this is season 11 Crap. Yeah, we started we started in 2012. God dang. Yep. Yeah, because I remember recording this uh, at the old house and then uh, recorded it when I was living uh, while I was building this house with Maria. Yep, I was recording in our dumpy rental that we were in. Uh-huh. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Crazy so, times. I know. 
All right, Beach, uh, we'll do a little bit of sports news. Obviously, not a bunch of sports going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but baseball. The, well, the first one we'll talk about is some softball. Okay. So, Beach, um, Arizona State took game one of the final uh, series of the regular season over Oregon State on Friday evening, eight to nothing. Wow. And then on Saturday afternoon, Des Rivera's two RBI single in the sixth lifted Oregon State to a 7-6 to six win over Arizona State. Okay, redemption. And then on Sunday, a three-run fourth inning was what the Oregon State softball team needed to win the final series of the season over Arizona State, 3-2. to two. Now on Sunday, the Bees needed just two swings and four consecutive at-bats to plate the three runs. Consecutive RBI singles from Madison Clark and Elena Gottlieb helped the Bees tie the game before Des Rivera moved from third on home when Aaron Mendoza was plunked by a pitch for the decisive third run. She was plunked? So, yeah, so it was a hit hit batter on bases loaded. Wow. Scored the, scored the third run. Now, the win gives Oregon State their third consecutive win in a series finale at Kelly Field for the season. So that's pretty good, picking up that mm-hmm. Sunday win. Nice. Now, coming up, the Beavs will participate in the inaugural Pac-12 softball tournament coming this week in Tucson. Is this the same kind of BS that, that, or that the baseball already has been doing for the last year? Correct. So you can be the PAC 12 tournament champion and you can be at the PAC 12 conference champion, regular season champion. Yes. And the tournament champion and and both gets, both get birthed to the, to the dance. Well, not necessarily the tournament champion gets the automatic birth. But if you win the Pac-12 in the regular season, you're going to go anyway. It's kind of BS. Anyway. Well. I mean, because you could be crap. You could be crap and go into the tournament and just have, like, one of the luckiest runs ever, and you can get in. True. Yeah, it just seems wrong. Well, I mean, that's the way it happens in basketball, too. I mean, that's how the Beavs went to the Elite Eight a couple years ago. Oh, that's, yeah. You know, because they would not have gone, except they won the Pac-12 tournament, went to the NCAA, and then went on a little bit of a run. Okay. So so it depends how you look at it, right? Yeah. All depends on whose ox is being gored. Exactly. Now, with the Beavs, you know, ending up seventh in the Pac-12, there's, Probably there's no chance they would have made the NCAA tournament, but they still have a shot. Mm-hmm. So they'll take on uh, the second seeded Washington Huskies on Thursday with first pitch slated for 1230. Okay. All right, Beach, let's talk a little bit of baseball. Okay. Well, Beach, Friday night, Mason Guerra hit his ninth home run of the season, and Oregon State recorded 15 hits. Please. But they dropped a 13 to 9 decision in the opener of the three game series against Utah. Damn it. Yeah, Utah has just been hitting the crap. They've got a really good offensive team. They they can put up some runs. Then on Saturday at Goss, Travis Bazana set the Oregon State single season steals record, while Ben Ferrer struck out seven. And Mason Guerrera and Micah McDowell each drove in three runs to lead the Bees to a 6-5 to five win over the Utes. Okay. Baby goats. Yep. <laughs> the baby goats. <laughs> and then on Sunday afternoon in front of 4,014 fans at Goss Stadium, Mikey Kane drove in a season-high four runs to send the Bees to an 11-4 win over those baby Utes and a win in the series. Nice. Now Kane. Doubled, so how, how are we how are we looking for the dance? Well, Beach Kane doubled home two runs in the first, doubled in another run in the fifth, and reached on an infield single in the eighth to record his fourth RBI of the afternoon. Pitcher AJ Lattery started for the Bees and worked four and two thirds innings, scattering two hits and a run with six strikeouts. Aiden Jimenez, the second of three OSU relievers, picked up the win after limiting Utah to two hits and a run in three innings. He's now three and one on the year. 
Oregon State will now head to Hillsboro Tuesday to take on Portland in a non-conference neutral site matchup at Ron Tonkin Field. First pitch is slated for 5.30, but we are recording this on Sunday afternoon. This probably won't get posted until Wednesday. Mm. I have to work on, on, on Monday, and I don't think I'll have time. So it'll probably get posted on Wednesday. So hopefully the Beavs win that one. So you're wondering uh, where the Beavs sit right now in the Pac-12? Yes. So right now, now understand, the Beavs only have one more Pac-12 series. So they will take on UCLA at UCLA this coming weekend. And then the weekend after that, which is the final weekend of the regular season, the Beavs will be taking on Western Carolina at home. Okay. Uh, Colorado doesn't have baseball, so there's an odd number of teams in the Pac-12. So one week, there's always one team playing a non-conference series. The Beavs will play theirs the last week of the year. So the Beavs actually have um, basically three more games than anybody else right now played. So right now, Stanford is sitting at number one at 18 and six. Mm -hmm. They just swept Arizona State, who's in the second position, at 14 and nine. And then Oregon State's in third at 16 and 11. Okay. So the Beavs still have an outside chance of maybe getting. I mean, technically, they're not eliminated from winning the conference, but it, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. They'd, yeah. they'd need Stanford to lose a lot of games. Mm-hmm. So I think they can still pick up second, so, which, uh, you know, affects your. Uh, seeding in the Pac-12 yeah. tournament that'll be over uh, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. So. Yep, so anyways, it's looking pretty good. All right. Cool. So, you know, they they had a they had a little they had a rough start to the Pac-12 when they started out 1 and 5. And so yeah. they, they've come back they've come back pretty 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 well. So, I still think I still think they're about the second or third best team in the Pac. Stanford's very good. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Oregon State's kind of right in there with Arizona State. So, and they could make some they could make some noise in the uh in the tournament. Hope so. So someday you and I are gonna go back to Omaha. That would be fun. So. That would be fun. Okay. Hey Billy? Yeah, B. Do you hear that? I do. Haven't packed it up yet. Hold on here. Let me, let me, let me get, get it off here. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. Eugene, Oregon claims another first. Eugene, Oregon and the U of O was the first place to use spikeless track shoes in 1970. It was also the location of the first university to have multiple NCAA investigations at the same time back in 2013. (laughs) Now it has another first. The first city in Oregon to receive a license from the Oregon Health Authority to sell psilocybin and administer it. Epic Healing of Eugene and its owner, Kathy Jonas, can now get paid to f*** people up on mushrooms. (laughs) This is going to make things... Very interesting for the students of the U of O and especially its athletes. Instead of throwing or passing or hitting balls, we are going to see Oregon's finest tripping on balls. This is sure to make fall <laughs> sports fun this year. This has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from Eugene. Tripping balls, huh? Freaking A. Yeah. Did uh, you hear about this? No, I didn't. Yeah, so epic healing of Eugene. First, first uh, company in Oregon to get the licensing. I had to look up what psilocybin was. I didn't even know it was. It's, it's so, mushrooms. Yep, yep. Psychedelic mushrooms. But I swear to God, I bet you those bastards are going to get high on that crap. Well, the athletes I mean, are still going to be tested for it. it. Do you get tested on that? Is that? Can you test for shrooms? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not a hardcore drug user. I'm not even a light drug user. I hate taking Tylenol. But... Um, yeah, I don't know if, you know, I mean, like, I know like cocaine, I'm assuming meth and that kind of stuff, but I don't know how mushrooms, if, 
I don't know if they can be uh, tested. Uh, they did say that you you usually like mix it in like a tea or some type of food. So it says they consume it, they, and then your body uh, your body um, processes it to create the yeah. The psychedelic it, it says they may show up on specific drug tests designed to detect um, hallucinogens, but many standard drug tests do not test for those compounds. So there you go. Okay. So it depends if they're going to test for it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would make you play any better. Well, you might be passing to, 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 to well, look at Mr. Hand. Yeah. <laughs> pretty college. The U of O is like, what, what color are our uniforms today? Which ones are we? <laughs> what are you so, doing over anyway. there? I'm talking to the refrigerator. You are? <laughs> yeah, and it's making sense. Okay. <laughs> you know. So, I can't believe that this friggin' state legalized friggin' shrooms. <laughs> I, I just... I, uh, I just don't think it's making things better. <laughs> I don't think it is either. I don't think it's making things better. As uh, as much as I'm libertarian and I think you should be able to do what, what whatever you want, whatever you right. want <laughs> I, I just I don't think it's making things better. Nope. You can go into nope. Portland or downtown Salem and see that. It's not helping. Yep. It's like a race to the bottom. Yep. And I don't know I don't know what we're gonna do to fix it. Nope. More shrooms. Yep, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, Beach. Well, you know what? This week we've got a little bit of a Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Every week we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies a truly worse than sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And I will say, Beach, this is more just something I want to talk about. We're going to put it here. And it's kind of a jackass award kind of in in training. It's it's kind of in a holding pattern. Because okay. we don't know how much jackassery this actually is. Okay. Okay. We're gonna hand it out to the newest coach. Kind of kind of hand it out preliminary 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 preliminarily preliminarily to the newest coach in the Pac twelve, Deion Sanders. So, Beach, following a dizzying April during which dozens of players entered the transfer portal, Colorado Athletic Director Rick George remained staunch in his report for first-year coach Deion Sanders' plan to rebuild the roster. Now, George told ESPN, quote, I have confidence in him and his staff, and they know what they're doing. He's been very honest and forthright. He's been very open about it publicly and privately. He's trying to build a winner at Colorado, and this is his way to do it. Now, Beach, Sanders made it abundantly clear when he was hired from Jackson State in December that players should be prepared to transfer. Since then, 57 have entered the transfer portal. Okay, how many how many players are typically on a team, Billy? Well, you have 85 scholarships. And he's lost 57? Yep. Now that's they've lost fifty seven since he came on board, Beach. That's according to dude, a school spokesman. Dude, that 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 that's like that's like like two years worth of players right there. Yep, that's unprecedented amount in the new era of transfer rules. Now the exodus began shortly after his arrival, according to ESPN stats and information. Seventy one players have entered the portal since August which includes those who left following the abysmal 1-11 season. Now, since the portal's inception in 2018, Colorado by far has had the most players enter, as Arkansas State had the second most with 50. No other school has had more than 48. Now, Athletic Director George pointed to an NCAA rule that allows first-year head coaches to cut scholarship players. So that's one thing they changed with the scholarship or with the transfer portal is they can't cut scholarships anymore. 
Okay. They can't they can't just they can't just boot players. But with the new transfer portal rules, it allows head coaches to cut them in that first year. But George also said there are some players who wanted to leave following spring practices. Now George went on when Sanders first came in, he said there's a lot of people here who may not be here because he evaluated and looked at the talent on our team. He's just publicly stated it where a lot of people don't. We're not the first to do this. The NCAA rule says you can have those discussions. If a student athlete wants to stay, they can stay. The university has to pay for them. They don't count on your scholarship limits, and they're not on the team. So, Beach, according to a school spokesman, there are four players who decided to stay at Colorado on scholarship but aren't with the team. And George confirmed the university will pay for their education. So they've still got their scholarship. They're still getting their education paid for, but they're no longer on the football team. So, so now here's the big question. So all of his players are leaving. Who's he getting? Well, Beach, let, let me go on here. So the specific NCAA rule called aid after departure of head coach state that those students won't count against Colorado scholarship limitation as long as they're not participating with the team. Now, George said all of the players visit with the staff in the compliance office so they know the rules before they make their decisions. In a separate wide-ranging interview earlier in the week, Todd Berry, the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, said the buzz from coaches about what's happening at Colorado is that the whole intent was, quote, never for anybody to change over a roster, end quote. Barry, who said he wasn't familiar with the specifics of what was happening at Colorado other than what he's read, said the first-year head coach rule, quote, allows for more attrition, but not one to basically say, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. Now, George questioned why the rule shouldn't be used the way Colorado has chosen. Following the mass exodus, Colorado is expected to have 67 scholarship players this fall a number that remains slightly fluid as some commits who are expected might not have signed yet. Um, George said, Coach is, Coach is doing what he thinks is best for this program. I support that. The rule is in place for a reason. It gives us the ability to do these kinds of things. Any student athlete who doesn't want to leave will honor their scholarship, will pay for it, and we've done that. <sighs> So the other thing too, Beach, I they've they've got sixty seven scholarships right now is what they're expected, but they can actually they're going to have a bunch that they can't fill. Because where they going to get students? Well, because you can't you you can only fill so many scholarships a year, right? Okay. You, you can't fill like twenty five scholarships in a year. It's against the rules. Because essentially, even, you're, even if they're open, it over. Because you're spreading it over uh, four years or five years worth of students? Correct. Even if they're open, you can only hand out so many. Does that make sense? Uh, is that a rule? or is Yes, that just... yes. There's a maximum number of scholarships you can hand out a year. Because they're always thinking you're only going to be doing it for the next upcoming class. Well, and I think it was when they could cut players. They mm -hmm. didn't want to see them just cutting a bunch of guys and bringing other dudes in. Mm-hmm. So there is a, 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 a this is just becoming like professional football right now. It is, isn't it? I, I just the, the between the the name image and likeness rights and the fact that you can just jump jump ship when you feel like it, um, I don't know. I mean, pretty soon we're gonna have a salary cap. I I know. So, I mean, and did you see that? You know, there's uh, that one. Really good uh, women's basketball player for LSU. She's got like 1.4 million in NLI uh, uh, name and image likeness deals. 1.4 million. She's making more than like WNBA players. And well, I, it's just, it, I don't know. I I don't think that this is a tenable situation. And, you know, I, I I think with football, it just – I don't know. We'll see how this goes. But I, I, I don't like to see this. 
And I really wonder how Sanders is going to do. You know, he's mm-hmm. coming in there all full of piss and vinegar and blustery being being prime time. And, you know, but I, that's going to work for you, dude. I highly that, doubt it. I mean, that's, it's real. It makes you, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see is, I don't know, is, is he all sizzle or is there any steak behind this? Exactly. That, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah. So, because his success that he's had has been in a lot smaller division, is it not? Correct. So, and he got a couple of pretty high profile recruits to come play there. And that's really kind of what helped push him over the top. And I mean, you're, you only have seven, 67 scholarship players. That doesn't make you very deep. No, no, that's. And we all know half the success of, you know, half the way of being successful in the PAC 12 is having some depth to deal with injury issues. So I, I think it's going to be a real long season for Colorado. Yeah. It'd be interesting to, uh, yeah. You know, and here I, they, they, they had turned around briefly and then they fell on their face. Yep. I don't know. I, I've always been kind of rooting for Colorado on the outside, just, you know, cause I always feel like they're, they, uh, well, because there's so many other teams in the Pac-12 that I can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's kind of like, you know, if I had to pick the teams, I'm like Utah, Colorado, Washington State. Yeah. You know, those, there's, those are. There's, those. there's three teams that I will pick this year to lose every game they can. USC, UCLA, and the University of Oregon. Correct. Yep. Screw those guys. Yep. Screw them all. So, but anyways. One, 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 one for being a bitch boy and the other two for bailing. Yeah. So, but anyway, so Alex, I said, it's, is, is it a jackass move yet? It's looking that way. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's really looking that way. So, so, uh, Deion Sanders, you preliminarily get this week's. <laughs> jackass of the week. We might have to revisit it next year and see how it's going. Yeah, or or may, just it might might maybe we'll have to like our Dion update, you know, prime time update. <laughs> there you go. We'll just do that whenever there's a Colorado game. Mm-hmm. It'll be the the prime time update. All right, man, just moving right along here. It is now time for the musical interlude. Well, we're still your turn, your, turn, your turn to pick. It is our turn. We're still got fire as mm-hmm. our theme this year so beads this song was originally recorded by soul singer arthur alexander okay although it was covered by another artist who took it to number two in 1972 Hmm. now it was actually held out of the number one spot by another musical legend Chuck Berry and his song My Dingaling. Hold on, repeat that one more time. What about So this song, it was covered by a, a musical legend. Uh-huh. It went to number two on the pop charts, but it was held out of the number one spot by, by a, My Dingaling. By My Dingaling by Chuck Berry. Oh, that's funny. So now this was the final top ten single during this legend's lifetime. It was released about five years before his death. So, Beach, without any further ado, here is the king, Elvis Presley, with Burnin' Love.
had to go deep with that one, Beach. I, I love that song. That's a little. So now, who originally recorded hunk, it? Hunk a hunk of burning love. Um, El, uh, soul singer Arthur Alexander. Oh, okay. I'll have to listen to that version. Yep. So there you go. Because Elvis actually did quite a few covers, didn't he? Like I think Hound Dog was a cover. Well, wasn't most it? of it, he didn't write most of his songs. He was just a singer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Beach. Well, uh, the last thing I figured we'd talk about, and really the reason why we're doing this show, is because last week we got to, one, pick our seats on the new um, stadium. Mm -hmm. And then on Friday, we actually got to go do a little tour of the stadium. That that was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. So uh, we we actually picked our our seats. Um, We're going to be section 229. Uh-huh. It's kind of similar to where we were originally in section 10. Oh, we're a little bit further south. Though. Yeah, we're going to be before we were on about the 10 yard line. Now we're going to be closer to the goal line down by the scoreboard um, end. But the seats are slightly angled towards the stadium. Exactly. Field, as opposed to before they were just straight. Yep. And we actually have. We are uh, rows one and two, so we'll be right in front of the section, and we will be right above the premium seating, so like where the boxes are, Mm -hmm. we'll be right above that in the 200 level, uh, section 229, rows one and two, and seats seven, eight, and nine in rows of 17, so we're dead in the middle of the first two rows. I hope I don't get uh, sick looking down. Yeah. So nobody that nobody should walk in front of us. Well, <laughs> there should be no reason for them to. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause anybody sitting to the left of us should walk to the left and anybody sitting to the right of us should walk to the right to get out. And there's going to be anybody standing up being a jackass other than us. Yes. Cause it's just us. We will be the jackass. We feel the need to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> We will be the first of the jackasses. Uh, so awesome. But um, and then on the tour, bees. What did you think of the tour? You know, I didn't know what to expect. I just, you know, I met you and mom and dad down there, mm-hmm. and honestly, I have not read anything about what they are doing to Reeser. I mean, other than blowing up the old one and building a new one, I didn't know what kind of uh, perks and and additions. Honestly, I thought they were just going to update it with like more covered seating, some more premium seating and, uh, and better seats. I mean, the thing that I was looking most forward to is the fact that we are going to have uh, seats with backs for once and not have to sit on benches because it's rough on the old back. Yeah. But you know, and, and here they go in and say, well, we actually took away seats. You know, I like go well, that doesn't seem very smart. Yeah. So and they're, then, they're going from 40 some odd thousand down to 36, five. Yeah. And so then the, the next thing that, I freaking loved was after being on the old new side last year, um, as opposed to the new new side this year. <clears throat> yes. So the, the one thing that, um, you, you sit in the chairs over there and we had the freaking jerks with the, with the five, five-year-old girl bladders that couldn't freaking sit down and enjoy the game, but had to piss every freaking 15 minutes. Um, there was no room between you and, and the seats in front of you. And you had to not only get up, but hug the back of your seat so they could walk by. Yeah. And these things here, like he pointed out, I'm guessing there's what, maybe an additional four to six inches. There's actually more leg room on all the rows on the new, new side. Yeah. I mean, the, the leg room looks fantastic. We couldn't sit in any of the seats because they still have plastic in them. But just looking at them comparatively to like the ones on the end zone that you could see in, on the uh, in, near the Valley Center. Yeah. Um, you, I, I looked at those and I'm going and then I looked over to the new ones and I'm going, dude, that's quite a bit of space difference. Yeah. Which is going to be nice, not only for just easy access and leg room and everything else. Cup holders on the seats. Yep. Huge, huge thing. Um, so that's awesome. Um and then why don't you go ahead and tell them about Beaver Street, Billy? Well, yeah. And so they explained, they talked about Beaver Street and this whole thing. And I thought it was going to be like inside, kind of inside that like side over there. 
like kind of, the inside hallway. Exactly, but it's yeah. not. It's actually outside. And so there's that first level of seats, and then right there is Beaver Street, and that's where they've got all of their concessions. And there's I shouldn't um, say all of them, but but a, a the, chunk the, of them. And there's there's and the upper level concessions. Yeah, I mean upper upper level meaning nicer quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, higher quality concessions. So there's a pizza place. There's what, actually yeah, wood, wood, wood fire pizza wood fire pizza place. Um, uh, a- Asian. Yeah, Asian. Walks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, with like walks and bowls. There's gonna be, um, uh, I think a Mexican place and. Yeah, with street tacos, I think he said. Yeah, street tacos, and then there's gonna be like a whole sports bar with twenty taps. And then, and then making it even easier, there's a grab and go area. Yeah. Where you can just walk up and grab it, and pay and go. Yeah, and uh, coolers that are just stocked full of cans of beer with a, a bunch of different kinds. Plus, over by the. Um, where the uh, sports bar will be, there's going to be outdoor seating and uh, uh, fire pits, fire pits that you can watch. And the the crazy thing is, like, if you're standing there at Beaver Street going to pay, like you want to, you're waiting to order, turn around and the field's right there. Yeah, it's, it's right behind you, and you don't and have to watch a monitor. And, you don't have to. And, and the other thing he said that they're going to try to figure out is Beaver Street's fairly wide and they said they're going to, it sounds like they're going to have some tables set up during slower games where there might be not be as much tense. Is that what he kind of said? Yeah. Well, and there's going to yeah, be, so, there, there'll be a bar rail around the whole side. So theoretically people could be standing there kind of like over in the banner section of, of a uh, goss stadium where you can stand right on the rail and have your beer sitting there in front of you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's even a couple of areas where it's, it's wider, where they kind of, uh, I think want you to stand, Yeah. you know, and, where they're kind of anticipating you to stand and, and BS and, and watch the game. And they've built, uh, you'll now be able to walk around the entire inside of the stadium. So, uh, how there's that one little sky bridge that goes from the old new side to the terrace section. There's one that kind of mirrors it now from the new, new side to the terrace section. So what you can go in any entrance, you're not, you're not relegated to come in one entrance or the other. You can go into any entrance and walk around that lower bowl of the stadium. Um, they also, the, well, I was going to say, they also added in the, uh, uh, the visitor's locker room is now underneath. Yep. The visitor's uh, locker room is built underneath the new, the new chunk of the stadium. So, so they'll no longer have to walk across the, the road. They're, they're to- no longer in the bowels of Gill Coliseum getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that, they even put in loading, uh, loading docks right there. So the, they can, the bus and their trucks with their gear, uh, can back right up and just unload right into the locker room. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um and and, it's looking and nice. And actually, you know, we are up there on that upper section, the, the, the second, the 200 level. And so between the 200, there's also a 300 level that goes above that. But at the top of the 200 level, there's actually going to be fire pits out up there, kind of like on a landing area. So you'll be able to stand up there and watch. Yeah, and there will be concessions up on the second level, but not the higher-end concessions. Uh, The stuff up there is going to be more your typical uh, stadium fare. Yeah. And also, too, they're redoing the entire sound system in the whole stadium. So the, the... uh, the the new side's getting wired with all new speakers, and then the old side, um, the old new side is also getting new uh, speaker clusters that'll be put up there, which will be awesome. Yeah, so. I, I just after going in there and checking it out, I was just really impressed. I, I me too. Like I said, but I I it actually gets me excited and, you know, and, and Billy and I were chatting about this um, during why, cause I, I said, why did they cut back the, uh, the number of seats? And they said, you know, they're not going for massive capacity. They're going for a higher end experience. Well, they want so. it, they want it sold out. Mm-hmm. They don't want a bunch of empty seats and yeah. And that's like, well, we're not going to get 50,000 people in here. But let's get thirty six thousand. Let's get them right on top of the action, and and make and it electric. 
Yeah. So the other thing that they're going to do is the uh, visitors and their bands are going to be thrown up in the uh, the the north east corner. Northwest. Of the, uh, is that northwest? Yeah. No, no, that's northeast. No, that's northwest. They're going away from the Beaver Band. Which way is west? West is towards the ocean, Beach. I know. That's the east. What? The, the, the frickin' sun goes down on the new side. They're on the old side. Yes, but that's, like the, the nor- that, but that's like the northwest corner. Is that the northwest corner? That's what I would call I, it. Okay, well. They're going to be gonna up be in the, the corner towards val- the valley center. Yeah, cl- closest to, to Gill. Yeah. Yeah. So way up there in the nosebleed section where they belong. Yeah. So still not bad seats. Like, like we told our tour guide, you know, still better than what, uh, what they give visitors at USC. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, it was funny. We really kind of hemmed and hawed about renewing tickets this year. Cause um, the price pretty much doubled with the price and everything. We're like, ah, you know, do we really want to keep doing this? And then we decided, yeah, yeah, D- Dad was the real instigator on it. He yeah. really, really wanted to go to the games. Yeah, and, and so and the new stadium. I mean, that's yeah. I think his for it was the new stadium. Yeah, and we were like, you know what? Let's 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 do one more year, and then we pick seats. And we're like, okay, this is looking pretty good. And you know, you can look at the at the uh, visualization they give you online, but how good is that? You know. Mm-hmm. And then when we went and, t- and toured the stadium on Friday, I was like, all right, yeah. when, when's the season begin? I know it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind you know, being there, it just, it's like, well, I think I asked you how many days we got Billy, how many days we got. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a great year. I think so. I really think so. So anything else to add about the, the stadium beach? Um, nothing, you know, they, they just uh, made some comments They're They're bringing in some, uh, the the what horticulture students are are involved in doing some landscaping inside the stadium i'm a little disappointed we don't have trees inside the stadium anymore because that was kind of a thing yeah oh oh, then that was the other thing they're going to do there's one area where it almost sounds like they're going to have display cases um they're going to have bring the iron man statue back yep but they're also going to have almost it from sounds like a description like like a moving just like uh changing displays yeah like they're going to take some of the awards and, and stuff from Oregon State history and put it on display uh, just in kind of the entrance area. I, I guess everything's an entrance area, but um, closer to the uh, to the uh, main parking lot that surrounds yeah. it. Yeah. So when you walk up that way, you'll kind of walk through an area. And like I said, don't know if it's display cases or how he didn't really have a, a good description, but he just said displays. Yeah, well, so, it sounds like there'll be – yeah, I, I don't know what all we'll see down there, but I, hopefully it'll be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so. and and just like lots of uh, uh, timber and 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 uh, native uh, materials that they're using in building things, I, I just think it's going to be pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, – so, and – It'll be interesting. I, I, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. So, Anything else to add? Got nothing, Billy. I'm, 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 uh, I'm just waiting for you to start the countdown on, uh, on Facebook and Peter Orange. Yeah, I know. I was just looking at it right now and I'm like, I need to start doing that. So as of recording this right now, we're at 118 days. Mm. So maybe I'll start next week. Okay. I'll start on the 15th. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah, because once I start, it's just a lot of work. <laughs> I don't think people realize it's a lot of work I got to do. So. All right, Beach, anything else to add? Nope, I'm good. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 198 of Legal Participation. Remember, if you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Follow us at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen, subscribe wherever you want. Leave a rating review. Beach. Billy. Hopefully we have one more show left in us this year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll take some time off for the summer. Sound good? Okay. And you have a cruise coming up. I do. Right on. 
we'll have taken off. Uh, yeah, taking off on uh, this Friday. Well, good. Have fun with that, and we will record something when you get back. Sound good? All right, sounds good. All right. Until then, here's a great big go beeves. Okay, I'm good at quickies. Will be a quickie. <clears throat> and uh, did you see uh, Guardians? Yes. We thought it was really good. I thought it was okay. Oh, really? What didn't you like about it? Um, I don't know. Th- felt the the. I, I appreciate the backstory on Rocket. I just wish there was. Um, uh, I don't know. I just felt there were certain things that were uh, too. Uh, typical derivative yeah and i and honestly i know it sounds terrible i wanted to see some death tell people my 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 favorite movies are movies with great sacrifice i agree and and uh so like one of my my favorites is uh, rogue one uh because everybody in that movie who was the you know everybody died in that movie yeah but they all died sacrificing themselves to continue to move the ball forward for the greater good yeah. And in Iron Man, I mean, and we lost several in, in Endgame, but um, but Iron Man, I mean, to, to me, that that whole series was his development of being, a, you know, a narcissist to, you know, sacrifice himself for the greater good. Mm-hmm. So and um, anyway, I the, and I just I kind of felt <clears throat> that Guardians needed that kind of a, of a to to you know need that emotional heft i i think i think that's that's what i was missing yeah um i did like though how um, gamora kind of had that moment where you could see she appreciated star lord yeah uh even though she went back to the ravagers yeah um she, I, I, she appreciated I, all of them yeah i think she appreciated the familyness of it mm-hmm. almost like she was, uh, 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 what's her sister's name? Nebula. Um, Nebula. Almost like she was reliving Nebula. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't understand your love of family here, you know? Yeah. Um, I, li- I liked how they grunted at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, so, and it's funny too, to me, how Groot doesn't look like the original Groot. Cause he's not. No, no, that's what I was realizing. This is Groot, yeah, this is Groot's offspring. And then how at the end when he said, I love you guys. Yeah. Almost to the point that you and the audience were understanding what he says. Mm -hmm. That's what my take on that was, was he didn't say, I love you guys. What he said was, I am Groot. Yeah. But to the point that you could understand what it meant. Exactly. Yeah, so. Exactly, because, um... Uh, she was uh, Gamora was starting to understand him. Yeah, yeah. All right, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good, good quickie. Yeah, stuff to talk about. It was actually longer than you'd think. It was like forty-five minutes. Oh wow! Well, it went quick. Yeah, I, I, I felt uh, our conversation on the stadium was pretty good. Yeah, no, no, no. I think, I think we, so. We both we both consumed a lot of what that guy said. Yeah, I was really impressed with what Dad wrote on Facebook. Oh what oh what did he say? To, did he... Uh, somebody asked him. You posted that thing, mm-hmm. and let me see if I can find it here. Oh, where did I see it? Somebody or maybe mom did. Somebody posted something. I think. Oh here, here, uh, mom posted it. 
when we were getting ready. And Diana said, was it a great tour? And Dad said, it was a great tour. We selected our seats Wednesday, so we got to see exactly where they are located. The new stadium additions has lowered the capacity to 36,500 fans, but the amenities that have been added are fantastic. More legroom, escalators and elevators in addition to stairs for access to upper levels. The Beaver Street area has twice as many restrooms, a 20-tap sports bar, pizza shop, grab-and-go concessions in addition to standard concession stands, table seating area plus fire pits in several locations, auditorium for multi-uses, interior landscaping and use of multiple types of wood for railings and accents designed by the School of Forestry. Students in the School of Civil Engineering working alongside the general contractor with construction is going to be a fan experience rather than being a close, crowded environment. That's what Dad wrote? Yeah, and I was like, wow, Dad, that's pretty good. Yeah. I was like, holy cow, you must have been taking notes. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I was like... I was like, wow, you know, dad really the, hit, the hit man's still there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. So, anyways. I like beer. 